Welcome back to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And if you've been tuning in over the past few days, you have been hearing conversations following up from one year ago when I sat down with some of my friends in the dairy industry who are leaders, who are dairy producers, who work in the industry, and they declared their one word for 2023. And so today you are going to hear from our last guest from last year, Katie Deganji. And you'll also get to hear a little bit from me about my one word from 2023, how it all played out and the word and story for 2024 on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. This is the podcast for dairy farm owners, managers, and advisors committed to profitability, sustainability, and excellence. I'm your host, Peggy Coffeen, and it's my mission to bring you the conversations that will up-level your skill set and your mindset so you can be a top performer in the dairy farming business. And speaking of up-leveling, if you are looking for ways to take yourself to a new level in 2024, one way to do that is by choosing one word. And that's what we've been talking all about this week. I hope you take a little bit of time to not just listen to this episode, but the last few episodes back and hear how one word completely transformed the experiences, the memories, what was created in one year's time for the individuals that have been leaning in with us on the Up Level Dairy podcast. Today, you are going to hear a conversation, not just with a guest, but with a very dear friend of mine, Katie Deganji. And so Katie is a rep for Zoetis, and she also is a partner with her husband in Darlington Ridge Dairy. And so you get to hear a conversation really between a couple of friends being really honest and really open about the things that were achieved in 2023 and also some of the tough lessons that we learned about ourselves in the past year. And you get a sneak peek at what's in store for 2024. Enjoy this conversation with Katie DeGangi on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. So last year... When we sat down a year ago, you declared that your word for 2023 was going to be presence. So how did that all pan out? Yes, Peggy. Thank you again for this opportunity. My word last year was presence. And as I stated last year, I I try to pick a word every year. And I think every year I have different levels of taking on that word and taking ownership of that word. And as I think back to 2023, I I didn't own it completely every day, but I definitely lived it. So I thinking back to my intentions for last year with presence is I wanted to make memories and I and I wanted to be all there. I wanted to just be in the moment instead of running on the hamster wheel. And it was a pretty cool year. And there wasn't anything monumental that happened in my life or my professional career. But as I think back, there were some things I I really am proud of myself for. And there's still some things that I still need to work on, right? I had this big goal that I was going to really minimize social media. And I went as far as sending alerts on my phone to kick me off after so much, so such amount of time. And I did that. But And when that alert went off, I I still was on social media. And so I think I'm more cognizant of my time and that that waste of time. But I I definitely did not reduce it as much as I wanted to. I did make memories and I'm, I'm proud of that. I found myself taking a step back and carving out the time to do things with my family. So... You know, a couple examples is I would carve out the time in the afternoon a couple days a week and 
me and my daughter Mila, we, we would go walk on the trail. We went as far as we bought rollerblades and tried a new activity. And so we would do that a couple times a week. We would go for hikes and just really trying to focus on spending time together and, and being in the moment. We've started some new some new traditions at home where we play games at night. My, my daughter's big into Uno, so we, we've actually started playing all the different varieties of Uno at night while we eat dinner or right before we eat dinner, right before bed. And it is, it's been super fun just, just to take that time and play games. And I, and I think that is, to me, that's the ultimate sign of being present in your life when you yeah. can play games and enjoy and giggle and kind of poke it, poke everybody on that they're cheating or not cheating. But it's, it's been a really fun fun addition to our family life at home. I, I've started to become that person that does not respond to text messages right away. Text messages, emails, Facebook messages. And I kind of enjoy that. I used to get a message and feel this anxiety. I need to respond right now. It needs to, they need an answer right now. And I've I think it came to a head last year. My husband and I were talking and we both had a really crazy day and we both said to each other, everybody wants something right now. They want it right now. And like, no, everybody needs to take a time out. So we've kind of taken this conscious decision. Like we don't have to respond right now. They don't need an answer right now. Everybody can just chill out a little bit. And, and so I've become this person that, doesn't quite respond to text messages right away. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I kind of like it. I'm kind of living in my own world where I'll respond, but it's not going to be right now. That is awesome, Katie. Okay. So thank you for sharing everything you just shared. And I want to walk back through some of what you brought up here. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's so, so good. And one of the first things that you said when we opened up this conversation was 2023 may not have been this monumental career year. And you kind of said, well, and I maybe didn't live out that word all of the time, but look what you did do. Oh my gosh. Like, and what is more satisfying? So say you would have had some big goal in your career this year. What would you have given up? from the areas where you did grow in your presence, from the time you spent with your daughter walking on the trail to playing games at night? Like, what would you have given up in becoming a present mom, which means a more present person, right? Because how we show up at the end of the day also can be how we show up during the day, right? So what did you really leave on the table? You only only grew in your relationships, and your ability to be connected at this critical time in the life of your little girl. Because she's how old? She's seven. She's seven. Yeah, yeah. So look what you did. Look what you did accomplish. Katie, I saw this this quote the other day, and it said, it spoke to my heart pretty hard, and it relates to this. And it said, the only people 20 years from now who will remember all of the long hours and nights and weekends that you worked are your kids. Yeah. Oh, that just, it almost brings tears to my eyes, that that statement. And I, last year I had a major career change or I was just starting in a new career. And I think I can honestly say I am 
much better at the work-life balance game, right? And, and I did not work nights. I did not work weekends. And I took that time with this new career change and the opportunities that brought to work from home. I took that time to really spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say that being more present has helped my relationship with my husband and not saying it was bad in any way, but things are, things are really good, right? We're on, we're on the same page. We're a team and and I'm sure things will ebb and flow. We always joke that I want to move out during corn silage season because like everybody's so mad at everybody else, but you know, things are really good. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself for taking that time and making big changes the year before to have that time and to have that opportunity for my family. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that Katie, that's, that is an accomplishment. And if you, if you hadn't done that, where would you be in your relationships right now with the two most important people in your life, your husband and your daughter? I don't, I don't want to know. I I really don't. My husband and I talk a lot about raising a good human and raising our daughter to be a good person. And I think that really involves us being present with her and being, having her be involved in our life and us being involved in, in her life. So this summer, every day at three o'clock, we went and washed calves. And, And before that, she would go walk the fresh pen with Jim and those times are are just really special and we're never going to get those back. So uh, 2023 was a good year. Nothing crazy, but just a lot of good little things. All the good little things. And you also talked about two things. One was social media and the other one was responsiveness to messages. And I'm going to lump those together a little bit because that is the amount of time we spend focused on our phone, right? So the social media, let's take that piece first. So again, last year when you and I sat down and we talked about this, like the off the record conversation was both of us saying, we want to have these breakups in our life with our phone. We don't want to feel tied to or glued to, or in some cases addicted to what is right at our fingertips and so easy to be a distraction in our lives and from our family and stealing your presence right? Stealing the presence in your life and the presence in mine. You taught me actually how to do it, like how to have my phone shut off these timers or I could set these timers for screen time. So every year in January, I always do a fast uh, at the beginning of the year. So I give something up, something that I feel like it has a stronghold in my life that I'd like to change. So not so much like fasting, food fasting, like some people do that, but more of like, what are the, uh, what are the things that I... I'm just ready to let go because they have. I, I can sense them having too much control over my daily actions and my attitude and whatever else. And so that screen time thing was one of them. So you show me how to set up a timer on my phone so that nothing comes on until seven and pretty much everything shuts down at six in relation to what I've deemed as like non-necessary things. Or things go back to your point, Katie, about a delayed response, right? So that has been something that I've learned from you when we had these conversations about presence was to start this kind of slow weaning away from having a phone in hand and not just in hand, but in my face as much as I used to. And so I don't know about you, but my kids are the ones that call me out on that first. Is that is that the same case for you too? Yes. Yes, it is. Or they, or Mila comes up and she tries to like 
look on my phone and I'm like, well, this, why am I doing this? Like, why am I being this person? Like, put it down, put it down. Right, right. And then what do we tell them? Oh, you can't have screen time, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I'm, I'm like a creative, so I love new ideas and new exciting, new recipes, new decor, all this stuff. I like using my brain that way. So like TikTok is terrible for me because I love scrolling and learning new things, but really it's it's this social media mindset that I it's good and bad in the same in the same way. Yeah. And and so you found over the last year that that, that was an area that maybe you didn't hit your goal for however much that could have changed or been reduced, but but you actually made some major strides to put those things aside and to refocus on what you really wanted, building connection and true relationship with the most important people in your life. And that that is huge. That is a huge win, Katie, for what presence ended up bringing to fruition and making reality in your world, which is your family. That's the stuff that I think as we age and you and I have gone through, have aged together for a long time. This is where our conversations have pivoted in directions that were much different 20 years ago. <laughs> yes, there's been many times at dairy conferences where we're standing in the corner together having like deep, intense life conversation. Look where we are. Like, look, we're doing okay. Yes, we have the, the, the life downloads. But, but that's why I hope that others out there listening to, to these stories can find this relatability because we're so many of us are dealing with these same challenges, right? And looking for these opportunities to grow in the ways that we want to grow and um, and presence. But if you didn't make an intentional effort to do that, would it have happened? No, no, no. And we've made more of an intentional effort to do short trips. My parents have a I have a home now in Arizona, so we did a couple trips out there. We took a couple days on spring break, nothing crazy, but just to run away as a family together for a couple days has been has been really fun. Definitely made some fun memories in 2023 and look forward to 2024. We're definitely we're going to keep on that that road. So let me ask you this. Some really beautiful things came to life for you and your family in the last year and your your bond, your relationship. What did it take to make that happen? Like, were there certain things that you've built into your habits or your scheduling or your calendar that have made it possible for you to sit here a year later and have an incredible testimony for how your presence has up-leveled in your life? I don't think there's anything specific that I did or read or journaled. It was just positive self-talk in my own head. So if I saw myself on my phone too much, stop, 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 Katie, like stop. Or I, I, I just tried to stay in the moment and try to continue to figure out ways to be more present as a family and individually. So not, nothing specific, but positive self-talk to myself. Well, okay. So it sounds so simple, but look at how powerful that was. Yes. Yes. It, it, it doesn't have to be complicated or elaborate. Isn't that the thing? Sometimes we think that our words and our goals have to be this monumental mantelpiece, but at the end of the day, it's a combination of so many little things and, and really just keeping consistent of all the things that you could be consistent with. It was your own outlook on life that really made the difference. It, it was exciting. It was good. Well, congratulations on an incredible 2023 that, man, like you had some 
awesome victories in your life and in your family in this past year, Katie. Yes. So Peggy, throwing it back at you, your word for 2023 was truth, right? It was. How, how did that go for you? Well, Katie, holy cow, the truth came to light in so many different ways. And in fact, as I was reflecting on what truth meant for me, it actually has so many parallels to things that that you just shared. And that's why it's super fun that you and I are having this conversation together because it, they, there are so, so many similarities in what truth brought into my life. And when I kicked off 2023, there were a couple of things that I that I uh, dug into to kick off the year. And the, one of the first things um, was I always put a sticky note on my computer screen with my word and some sort of words that, that surround that. And this year, my word truth was very much rooted in a quote from Brendan Bouchard's High Performance Habits book, which I talk about frequently on the podcast. It's sitting right behind my shoulder if you look behind me. But there's a really powerful quote in there that says, your next level of performance is in your next level of truth. And so it prompted me throughout these this past year to have a few check-in points about yeah. things that I was striving for and what might really have been holding me back from getting to that next level. That was one way that I brought truth into my life was asking some pretty hard questions at times. And we can get into that a little bit more too. And and then also, you know that faith is at the root of everything that I do and, and the work that that I bring to the dairy industry as well. And so just the reminder that truth is found in the word of God and making sure that I was prioritizing that voice of truth in my life and reconnecting with it on a daily basis. And what did that look like? You know, it's kind of things that I'd always done, but just wanted to make sure that I continued to do. So daily devotional, morning Bible study, and not just just going through the motions, but really digging into some some strong devotionals. And uh, one of my favorite tools is the YouVersion app. It's a Bible app. It's free. And they have some really great studies. And so I found some studies that I did over the last year that really dug into getting closer to God's word and digging into what those truths are. And it's crazy because they convicted me. Some of those uh, statements convicted me in ways that they hadn't in the past. When I looked at truth, the other thing that came up is, okay, what are the areas and bringing this into my faith life of asking God, like, what are the areas where I'm not being honest with myself? Right. And, and those are some big questions at times. And a couple of things that came up, one of them was we go back to work-life balance, right? And it's, it's time balance. It's time budgeting. And if I were to show you my calendar and show you my credit card bill, you would be able to tell me what my priorities are, right? And so how have I been, have I been living out the priorities that I say that I have? Right. Because like I've got the vision board, I've got the things that surround me every day to stay connected with what I say that I want. But is the life that I'm living and the way I'm choosing to use my time and who I'm spending it with and and the way that we invest in our life as in our marriage, like are those things living out what I say I'm living out? And so there were just a few a few um, times of strong conviction in this past year where I really took a little moment to say, am I living the life that I know God's calling me to live or am I living the life that 
I want to live. And it's not always the same thing, but I know the more I stay grounded and connected to the word, the closer those two responses become. One of my biggest challenges, I think, in the past year that came up was with having a young business and being super passionate about work. I'll go back to that calendar. Where was I spending my time? Also having four kids, including two that are still at home and are quite young. Am I prioritizing them? I needed to be honest with myself about who was getting the best of me? Who was getting the best of my time and my energy and and everything that, you know, that I'm here on this earth to do? And there were times in the last year where it was not the most important people in my life. And that was those are some hard truths. And so I found some ways to to kind of work through that and to make some some changes as well. But that's uh, that is the uh, overview of the word truth and and some of the ways that it really came into perspective in 2023. Oh, it's so powerful, Peggy. And it's I I feel like sometimes the hardest thing is to take a deep look at yourself and really reconcile and say, okay, me, how, how am I doing with what I think I'm doing? How's it going? And that's so challenging. And I think as a human, we avoid it. We, we, we don't want to do that because we, we really don't want to know at sometimes at some points. So to dig deep like that is, is really special. What were, what were some of the changes that you made? Oh, okay. So, so here's one that stands out in particular. And uh, one of my goals last year in the beginning of the year was to be done working at four o'clock every day yeah. so that I could be present with my kids when they came home from school. The first half of the year, I failed every single day. Like I just, I failed. I failed. And speaking of the word truth, who are the greatest truth tellers? Children. Children, right? They're so wise. Kids are so wise because they aren't afraid to say the truth. So going back to that word truth, right? And so that kind of hit me a few times a little bit hard was that that one thing that I set out to do, I was failing miserably at. So what change that I made is when our kids went back to school this fall, I recommitted to that and in such a way that I started to schedule some of their after-school activities so that I had to be done it for because I love to work. Like work is like I could work all day and I know you're the same way. Like we love what we do. Like, you know, our work is fun. It's what fills us with this excitement and enjoyment and fulfillment. And the hardest thing is to not work. It's a lot easier to work than to not work. It's a lot easier to work than to parent sometimes. And so, and I don't think I'm alone in that, right? Like, so, so setting this, like forcing a boundary in my life to be like, okay, I have to be done at four o'clock because we got to scoot to karate. We got to go to baseball. We got dairy bowl practice tonight. Uh, it shortened up my work day, but it also made me be more efficient and more effective and it has guided who I am a yes for in conversations that I engage in and people that I engage with in a business perspective and even friendships, right? Like, who do I really want to spend my time with and who's taking advantage of my time or who am I, who am I allowing to take advantage of my time? So truth really came into perspective in that time management. Who gets your time, right? Like, what's, 
let's not give it to everybody. And that sounds kind of rude, but let's make sure our time is is pre- it's precious and make sure we're nurturing those relationships versus just giving it away, right? I read something really powerful this past year and it said our most valuable asset, a resource personally that we have, they it's our attention. And and I, I think that takes time to a deeper level, right? Because we have so many hours in the day and you can spend them physically in one place or another, but where's your mind at, right? Like what is drawing your attention? What is sucking your attention? And is it the things that build and give energy and growth? Or is it the things that do the exact opposite? Going back to truth, that was another one of those things, questions that I asked myself throughout the year. You know, are these things and people that I'm engaging with, are they true to my own values? Are they true to the intentions that I hold in my heart to serve people well? Or are they not? And I've made some changes with the people that I engage with, the people I do business with because of it. Same thing. It's not, it's not worth it if we're not, if, if our truths are not the same, right? Like if we're not on the same page. And I'll share with you another hard truth that I ran into in the past year. And that was in regards to the way I take care of myself physically and, or not. <laughs> um, and so what I mean by that is, uh, like, so I'm a runner, right? And um, when I get a chance to compete athletically, it kind of takes over my brain. I love to compete against myself, right? I love to look for things that look like a push and that look hard and make my body do them. And I had a hard truth that came up this past spring because I was super motivated to want to achieve a goal Thanks to my buddy, Tommy Ursh from Swiss Lane that told me he could run a 555 mile. And I'm like, well, if you can do it, I can do it. And so I start trying to, and, and I knew I wasn't far off. I maybe had to shave off like less, about a minute or a little bit less than a minute. But I'm like, if I just tried, I could hit it. Well, in my, in my trying, I ended up like with a, a, really strange knee issue that kind of looks like I'm growing a second kneecap. And so, so now logical people would say, well, then you should probably stop. Well, my brain doesn't work that way. And I had to have some hard truths with myself of being like, okay, is what you're doing really the best thing? Because we can all say that being athletic and being physically active, that that is good, right? But sometimes I have to let good not go extreme. And so I still trained for a half marathon and ran hard and hit my goals um, with my with my slightly dysfunctional knee. <laughs> but I also, in the meantime, did something I wouldn't have done before, and that was start physical therapy to actually take care of the problem or at least prevent it from getting worse. And so even though my logical brain that likes to lie to me and tell me that I should do stupid things... <laughs> was somewhat counteracted by the other part of my brain that said, hey, if you keep up doing these things, you will not be able to walk when you're 65. (laughs) And so some of that truth came into like, what's the bigger picture, right? Like what's the bigger picture, not just for family and relationships and the time I spend with my kids and my husband. And, but some of it was that physical health. I think one of the things I've learned too is that Every good thing in life has a point of diminishing return. Like there's so many good things, but in excess, they can become unhealthy. So, so yeah, growing a second kneecap was probably, 
<laughs> probably on that list. Oh, I, I did the same thing this year. I mean, I think at our age, right? We're close to 40. I just turned 40. You get excited that your body has blessed you, that you can still move, right? And you're, you go to the gym or you do whatever and your, your body, like, thank you. Thank you, body. But then you go too far. You're like, oh, well, I think I can do this. And maybe I shouldn't do 50 burpees. Maybe that's not good for my back. And maybe I shouldn't lift that weight. And to be okay with myself so I don't get hurt is a big step in adulthood, right? Like, don't want get too crazy, Katie. Just settle down. So just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Well, but it goes back to your word, presence, right? And sometimes presence is just understanding where your body is trying to tell you you're at, even when your brain is trying to tell you that it's not. And like, I think about our friends in the farming community and how many are wired, hardwired so hard to work to exhaustion, right? And yeah. And like, is that healthy? Like, is that long-term healthy? I mean, maybe some people can operate well that way, but I think I hit a point a few years ago where I realized that um, that was super detrimental to my health, my performance, my energy, my ability to show up and, and perform at any level was the fact that sometimes I just pushed it too hard. I think in general, in the agriculture community, we're, we're high performers. And whether you're farming or you're in industry or whenever you're doing in agriculture, you, you're here to work, right? And you enjoy work and you enjoy what you do. And the problem with that is you you go too far and you're organizing your tools in your toolbox at 11 o'clock at night and when you should be going to bed. And so I think everybody's kind of wired differently in agriculture and maybe there's other industries that are similar, but we're workers and we're here to do, we're here to go. Let's do this. Um, and it's, it can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the point of diminishing return, right? <laughs> yeah. And like the end of the day, my goal is every day to have nothing left at the end of the day, right? Like I don't want to have anything left at the end of the day. I want to be exhausted and I want to go to sleep. But it's like, what am I exhausting myself with is the other side of that. Am I exhausting myself because the things that I'm giving the extra to and bending over backwards for are for the most important people? Or is it other stuff that isn't any of that. What do I want to be exhausted from? Because I want to be exhausted at when my head hits the pillow. And I want to have, I want to have given a hundred percent all day. But I think the reframe that truth has brought me to is what am I giving a hundred percent towards? And is it the right things? Where's it going? Where is that effort going? I, I think that's real. I think that's real. Yeah. So so that was 2023 for me and truth. And um, okay, so 2024. Katie, do you have a word? I didn't have a plan for a word, Peggy, until um, about 24 hours ago when I was thinking about doing this podcast with you. And that's kind of what happens every year is it's not something I play on on a December 15th. I'm going to pick a word. But it comes to me. And I appreciate the push in really thinking about it again for this year. But my word this year is going to be kind of an extension off of the word last year, because I think it led to some really positive things. And I, I really want to continue to grow in that space. So my word this year is intentional. And so last year it was present or presence. And this year is intentional or in being it, having intent. And so when I think about that, 
possibly for 2024, I think about being intentional in my relationships and being intentional in my time. And not the biggest thing I think about is not going through the motions, not doing it to do it. Don't, not talking about something just to talk about it, like making sure that there's a, a purpose and fulfillment in everything I do. And I think that really extends off of what you just talked about. Where where does my effort go every day? Like what is my intent and where did it go? And how how can I change that that arrangement in in my intentions? So setting small goals every day. I I've tried journaling. It doesn't work for me, but what are the three things that would fulfill me today? So I'm going to think about that. I'm going to also think about intentionally stopping and intentionally resting. So I find myself, and I'm I'm sure you've been in a situation where you have 10 things to do today. Like I have to do this. I have this. I have this call. I have this meeting. I have to prep for this. And then maybe you have seven minutes in between one thing to the next. And instead of just being in that moment, what do we do? I'm going to go do some laundry. You know, I'm going to go fold clothes and I'm going to go unload the dishwasher. And I think I want to be intentional. I'm just saying no, like in talking to myself to just sit there for seven minutes and just be with yourself for a couple of minutes instead of racing to get that next task done. So we'll see where it goes, but that that's what's in my head for 2024 for my my work. Oh, wow. Wow. So bringing in strong intentionality to how you spend your time and and how you're investing it to be the best version of you. And that might mean, like you said, in some cases, instead of being task oriented, when you have that that mini window throughout the day to actually unhooking from that mindset. And that that can be really hard. We go back again to how we're hardwired in agriculture, especially to go, go, go. Yes. I've encountered this many times. Like maybe you have a dentist appointment or when I was in the field for Zoetis, I'd have an appointment at one and I have an appointment at three. I'd get done with the one. I'd have a 15 minute gap. And instead of just sitting there or working, doing some emails or just going to get something to eat or using the restroom, you know what I do? I would, oh, I got time. I can go to Walmart. I get groceries for tonight. And then I'd be racing around trying to get those things done. And all of a sudden I'm late for the next appointment when I should have just said, no, Katie, just stop. stop and own this time and take the time yeah. quiet for yourself. Mm. It's important. Just a small amount of time. It'll be fine. Wow. Okay. So it's going to be really interesting to see a year from now when I'm tapping you on the shoulder to see how this all played out for you and how how you feel different and how your work and your life at home are both different from taking that margin, right? It's that little margin, those little windows and saying, what do I want to do with this margin? And so it's, I think it's a beautiful play off of what you learned from practicing presence in this past year to then tie it into how can you take this to its own next level? And that's being super intentional about continuing that 
and very specific in the ways that you want to do it. So a year from now, when we're sitting down at the end of the year, what do you want to be saying about how intentional showed up for you? Like, what do you want the results of that to look like? I want to say the same thing I said last year, Peggy. You know, I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where it's going to play out, and I'm I'm okay with that. And I'm I'm excited for the journey on what the word means for me every year. I I would never guess the results of last year, last year this time when we talked about it, and so I kind of enjoy what might happen and just keeping it in the forefront. And evolving over time, what what makes sense for me? So, I I don't know. Like I I want to be intentional in my movement. I want to be intentional in rest, and I I want to be intentional with my time. So I'm not sure where it's going to lead, but I'm excited. I'm excited for you, Katie, to see how intentionality and holding that as a priority plays out in the next 12 months. You had such great such great achievements in areas that you didn't expect in 2023. And so where this will take you in the 12 months ahead. So 2024 for you, what does it look like? 2024. Okay. So my word for 2024 is bold, bold. And I'll tell you the story behind bold and how that word came to be very present and strong in, in my face. I have this little like hen scratched Bible verse that's on my my bathroom vanity. And so this is how this is how I roll. Like there's all these little corners of my house where I just have these little hen scratched notes that I write to myself to just be little reminders. And you know, sometimes it's something, you know, a little Bible verse or a little quote or something like that. And so the one that I've had on my bathroom counter actually for I don't know, like it's pretty beat up. So it's probably been a year or two years. It's uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, and that is the verse from the Bible that we often know as God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind or self-control. And so that translation of that verse was one that just really spoke to my heart. And I, I it kind of came into my life a few years ago when my one word for the year was fearless. And at that point in life, what that meant for me and what that verse reminded me of was I was living so much of my life based on worry and fear. And I mean, like worry and fear, you put them together. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's, it's anxiety, right? And like, I think a lot of us face that. It doesn't matter what stage or age of life you are in, but some of us are just wired to be constantly nonstop thinking and worrying and have some fears around those worries. And so that verse really got me through into kind of a growth area a few years back of getting away from those fears. Well, what's interesting, Katie, is like, you know, I've been really digging into the word in the last year more and more. So as I was revisiting this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, there's another version of it that totally awakened me and put it into a bigger context and frame. And it says, God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. And the same verse that meant something to me in certain contexts a couple of years ago took on a new life with the reference to being bold because what he's really talking about, what Paul was really talking about when he wrote this message in the Bible was in reference to becoming more and more of who we were created to be, 
more and more of the gifts that we've been given and to letting them show and letting them shine, not for our glory, but for the glory of God and to the benefits and the service of others. And so that same verse in really understanding its context in a deeper way, God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. It just took that word bold and it was like literally jumped out in bold letters and said, this is your 2024. Like this is your year to become more of who you already are and to let go of some of the fears, to let go of some of the things that have been holding that back and to really step in. And and I think that's what people will see more of on Up Level Dairy Podcast is some bold conversations, some bold actions. And I'm excited to be able to to bring that forward in my thoughts and my words and my actions at in what you see on the podcast, but also to really take on a level of boldness in my own home. And really again, looking deep inside and saying, you know, what are the areas? where I'm ready and prepared and God has been putting me in this place to take to new levels. And some of it's with my own family, some of it's with my own kids, of being a more bold leader in my own home and remembering that no matter how many changes and how many ways I want to have a greater impact on the dairy industry and on the people in it, the greatest the greatest impact that I have at my disposal is right in front of me in my own house with my kids and my husband. I think bold will take on a lot of meaning in 2024. And it's already started to transform the way that I do my devotional in the morning. And uh, and a, a prayer that I started praying is, is actually asking a very bold prayer. It's saying, God, break me, break me down, break me down so that you can build me back up in the way that you want, not the way that I want. And so what is it that I need to let go of? What is it I think one of the bigger things too, Katie, when I look at what do you want to bring into the new year, historically, it's always been about adding more. And now I'm looking at what do I want to take away? What do I want less of in my life? Not what do I want more of? And so so that's what being bold is all about in 2024. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I feel like bold is definitely that next level of truth too, right? It is. How do we continue to grow with these words and bold? Bold is exciting. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what's what's up to come on the the podcast and in your personal life. It's it's good stuff. It's good it's good stuff to take this time and just reflect and think about next year. Like talk about using my word already, being intentional. Like let's take the time. Let's take the time to talk about it. So it's, I really appreciate this, Peggy. It's, it's been really nice. Oh, well, I sure appreciate you because this is like, it, it's almost like an accountability group for all of us that we choose a word, we make a, declara- a declaration for it. And then, you know, I'm going to be bugging you and I'm going to be like, Katie, what happened in the last 12 months? But some of that is also how I hold myself accountable to, to being who I say I am and doing the things that I say that, that are important to me. And not just doing, but demonstrating it, right? And going back to what does my calendar say about where my priorities are? And how can I be bold, and more bold, and making sure that that calendar is a true reflection of who I say I am? And so, yeah. So that's what 2024 looks like for you. Intentionality looks like me for me with some boldness. Any other final thoughts? What's the, would you recommend that other people consider this practice? 
I, I do. I, I think it's a great opportunity to be honest with yourself and to just really think about how you want to live your life. And I, I appreciate this platform, Peggy, because I think we can get very honest and very raw about who we are and who we want to be and where where we want to grow every year. And it's I, I think it's a great practice that you can take it as crazy as you want, or it can be little baby things that you do that add up to big results. So it's I always think it's great. So thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, Katie, one of the reasons that you're in this group is because I see and I watch you do the things and I have great admiration for your ability to do them. And so thank you for not just participating, but for being one of those people that I look at in my life. It always comes back to those top five, right? Like who are the people you would want to surround yourself with? The people that inspire you, the people that give you something to strive for. You're one of those people in mind. So thank you for that, Miss Katie. Okay. Same to you. Same to you. You're my favorite. All right. Well, cheers to 2024, Katie. You just heard from Katie DeGangi on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And Katie talked about her word from 2023 and what presence meant for her and how it led in to her word for 2024, intentional being intentional and purposeful with how she spends her time, how she uses her energy, and what she's looking to create in her life at work and at home in the year ahead. And you had to hear a little bit from me too about how my one word, truth, came to life in so many ways in 2023. And it led to my word for 2024, which is bold, which is being bold in action, bold in the way that I serve you right here on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And hey, if this has inspired you to choose your own word, I would love to hear about it. So make sure you shoot me an email to Peggy at UpLevelDairy.com. I want to hear all about your one word and what that means to you in the year ahead. And if you need some help picking out that word, here's a few ways to do it. Just take a little bit of time. Take that moment, as Katie talked about, being intentional, getting a little quiet with yourself. Think about what you want to bring in to 2024. Think about what you want to let go of in 2024. You can maybe reference your Bible. Use Google to search some keywords. And another great reference is the book that inspired it all for me, Mine One Word. And so you can find that on Amazon as well. And these are all just ways to help you choose a vision that's better and more powerful than a list of goals and resolutions. But one word to not just be a box to check, but to be a truly transformational experience for you in the year ahead. So keep me in the loop. I'd love to hear what your one word is for 2024. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out the last few episodes as we've been catching up with our guests from one year ago about their one words. And head over to upleveldairy.com and sign up for the Uplevel Dairy community. That's how you can get a notification of new episodes right in your inbox every single week. Thanks for listening to the Uplevel Dairy Podcast.